Shut up, man. The critics get to see it. I know, but who gives a crap about the critics? Why, does Columbus <laughs> still do that show anymore? No, because it sucked because critics suck. Actually, the show was good. Well, it was funny. It stinks. <laughs> These days, the comic book owns pop culture. Literature, movies, television, even music. You'll find it all in the panel of your favorite comic book. Us, we're living the comic's life. We're breaking the panel. Hey, True Believers, this is Paul Klotz coming to you with my good friends, Chris Wisdom, Brian Ibbett, and none other than Epic Boss, Charles McFall. Oh, I, I am not your good friend if I get this at last. That's not good. <laughs> oh, well, see, it's the classic saving the best for last, like uh, yeah. Jerry Mathers as the beaver. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. we're introducing me your, to the beaver. Ask your oh, grandparents okay. about that one, kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brian was the one that was in the, the screw you, you're cool, I'm out. <laughs> spot you know what i mean i mean <laughs> right exactly i'm the charo of this business yeah so I mean, ask your grandparents cool. about that one too wow well you know what guys we've got we've got a partner we were able to debut them last week on the show we're very very excited about this luke crate has liked what we do here and they are letting us share they're their love privilege yeah but Loot Crate is, as you know, a monthly subscription box. It's less than 20 bucks a month. You get 68 items that are all licensed, and they're awesome. There's always a unique a collectible in there. Uh, what's it called when it's uh, exclusive. only exclusive? Thank you. That's yes. the word. There's always an exclusive collectible. At least one. Sometimes there's even more, too. This like this time, I'm not going to say what was in this month because I got uh, bitched at by... Um, by a listener on the morning stream for talking about what was in my loot crate the day after I opened it. Oh, I was like, Oh nice. man, I look forward so much to the surprise of what's in a loot crate that you blew yeah. it. So, so you know what? Uh, we'll do a spoiler at the end of the show. We'll save it for the spoiler section. Cause I want to know what is actually in the box. Cause oh, you had so to cool. sign up by March 19th to get the box this month. Yes. Now you have another 30 days to get next month's box. This month's theme was versus Dark Knight versus Man of Steel, Alien versus Predator, Spock. Well, I want to know what the Spock versus Mirror Universe Spock is, so we'll get to that <laughs> spoiler. But Sounds you know good. what? You can get some of this love, too. Go to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter code giant size team up. It'll get you $3 off of your new subscription. Again, that's lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up. Get in and do some awesome stuff, and you help us out in the process. So, yeah, hold on. Let's hold on to that. I really want to hear what's Spock versus certainly yeah what's in the box (laughs) well i could tell you but it would be a spoiler (laughs) (laughs) wisdom what you got all right so first up as we all know batman vs superman opens this week and the early reviews are in so far the critics are not being kind but are they being too critical because the audience seem to like it at 78 percent on rotten tomatoes with a mere 31 percent of rotten on the uh on the critic side now, I have seen some other things come out. I saw Dan Jurgens on Twitter. He post, he tweeted out, I won't say much about BVS till folks have a chance to see it. One thing I like is that it tries to say something as opposed to most comic book flicks. I wonder yeah. who's taking a shot out there. Is that the House of Ideas? <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I did see some other... Other news popping up today that Zack Snyder felt the need to explain why Batman, why Batman kills in BVS, Dawn of Justice. So he uh, he apparently just likes to explain why he has heroes doing things that they don't typically do. All that being said, I've got my ticket for tomorrow at 7 p.m. in the uh, the 3D IMAX. I'm still going. I'm still still being hopefully optimistic. And uh, I think we need this to be successful. 
we're all Marvel fanboys. That's that's even even Wisdom. He likes mm-hmm. the Marvel stuff, but he is a DC guy hardcore, and that's especially why he's interested in this news. But I think as a comic book network as a whole, and as a comic book generation, that we're all living in this golden age, we need this movie to be successful, so we'll get more good DC properties. And and I saw a friend of mine on Facebook today, like at, at before noon Eastern, was like, "Oh, sorry, DC people, that DC just can't make great movies." I'm so sorry. Uh, condolences. I'm like, I actually had to say something to him. I, I hesitated, but I was like, no, this is a bit premature. What are you doing? Right. Well, and did you bring up The Dark Knight, which is, you know, arguably one of the best comic related movies ever? Uh, ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, no, what I said was, this is premature. It just kind of went smack. What are you doing? This is premature. He's like, well, you know, reviews are coming out and it's like, whatever oh, so you, the low number you said it. he was just doing this based on reading the reviews yeah because where we Troll. are we don't have the ability to see it until this evening 7 p.m uh, or so yeah, yeah. Right. so i already know dc on screen go to dconscreen.com tonight they are going to see it the first available showing then they're rushing home to do a spoiler filled episode and it'll mm-hmm. be up tonight so if you see it tonight you get to share in the love if you don't if you see it over this weekend you still get to go to dconscreen.com and listen to it as soon as you do see it because it's you know hearing a podcast right after something like this is done mm-hmm. where it's exciting and fun but there's also they'll talk about the bad stuff as well it, it feels like you went with a bunch of friends so you should definitely right. check that out it's gonna be fun but yeah now they were talking about the low number on rotten tomatoes you said the critic score was like 32 percent or something 31 like percent 31 yeah but that's what he quoted but he didn't say critic score he just said it said 31 percent like it hasn't even opened in the u.s anywhere yeah this is all preview stuff shut up man the critics get to see it i know but who gives a crap about the critic why does john levitt <laughs> still do that show anymore no because it sucked because critics suck actually the show was good well, it was funny it stinks <laughs> <laughs> well okay so here's the thing though and i agree with you to a certain degree the rotten tomatoes the aggregate of all the critics sometimes they really miss you know i'm not gonna lie uh however they've hit some right on the head a few times like deadpool sitting at 84 percent, and for the kind of film that deadpool is because you know that there are a few snooty critics out mm-hmm. there that hate everything that's not an art film yeah, right. they they poop all over it they're like oh this is this and that and it, for deadpool to get an 84 percent, that's pretty rock solid and that's and, just the critic reviews. That's not audience. That is just critics. Right. Yeah, yeah that's yep. just critics. And I recall, uh, like Mad Max, same thing, crushed it, had mm-hmm. really high reviews. Um, so it's not as though the critics always get it wrong. I tend to call, I like to call it the 50 split. If it's below 50%, chances are there's some serious issues going on. I'm still going in with an open mind. I'm like everybody else, you know, I'm, I want to go have fun. I want to go, mm-hmm. you know, I want to watch these guys beat the crap out of each other. I want to see some dark, gritty storytelling. I want to hear a gravelly voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Ben Affleck give up uh, costumes forever. I, I mean, <laughs> oh. I, I mean, actually, I want to see Affleck get the chance to redeem himself because after watching season two of Daredevil, yeah. I'm like, why did they ever put him in that costume? yeah oh man because yeah. i'm sorry but daredevil is so good um coming i just finished watching that the other day so coming off that it's like oh man you better do comic book stuff right because they killed it you know yeah um so yeah no i mean that's the thing 31 percent is really low 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay to remain optimistic, but chances are there's going to be a lot of but. Now I know, I know there's got to be a lot because uh, I, critics don't line up with people many times. And I know there's got to be a lot of rotten tomato, low critic reviews and high fan reviews. Like, no, sure. we, we actually love this movie. It's great. Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, no. But everybody else, there, there's got to be something. I mean, not just one or two one-offs, but yeah, I'm just saying there's got to be the precedent. List of movies, and there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of discrepancy between critic scores and and uh, audience scores. This seems to be one of the larger gaps, though. I mean, you look at um, Allegiant, which is part eleven or whatever of the Divergent series, and it has I don't a, know. Yeah, it's like part five thousand. Ten percent critics, forty-eight uh, percent audience. Everyone pretty much agrees they don't like it. Uh, the critics just don't like it less. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there's a little what? historical perspective. Man of Steel was is sitting at a 56% um, critic and 76% audience. Yeah. Okay. I like what was, wow. the, what was the percentage there. Sorry. What, what's that? Sorry, Brian. What was the critic percentage? 56. 56. Okay. Well. Dude, that's. Yeah. That. <laughs> That show, or I'm sorry, that film was polarizing. So, like, ooh, man, yeah, this is this is this is not boding well. <laughs> Hopefully, we still get justice. Well, here, okay, so so ultimately, ultimately though, do you guys let critics color your perception before you go into a movie, or do you just kind of go with your own perceptions already colored from your own experiences and look for whatever you look for in a movie? Honestly, I go with a completely open mind kind of blank slate i mean yeah i'll see the reviews and i'll and and maybe it even works the opposite way that if you go in with lower expectations because you've seen critic reviews maybe you're inclined to like it more if you if you are going to like it maybe you end up liking it more mm-hmm. i i go in if i look at reviews i just try to look at the the overall consensus of reviews mm-hmm. and I, I i don't necessarily let them color my view but i, I refuse to go in and dig deep enough where i find critics that i tend to share point of views with because mm-hmm. I don't want whatever they have to color my, cause I already, oh, yeah, it's it's a good point. yeah, for sure. It's like, it's like talking to one of your friends or something. Mm-hmm. I find that, um, well, first of all, I get infuriated by some of them who just don't get it in certain genres. Like there, there was, I forget the, her name. There's someone who used to review for entertainment weekly that when I used to read it off and on back in the day and every action movie that she got assigned would just, she would just pan it. And I'm like, well, what's the point of you reviewing these films? If you hate these films, like if you hate an entire genre, I'm not going to read these anymore. Uh, on a similar bent though, I used to read uh, a lot of Harry Knowles stuff out of, uh, uh, what ain't is it cool news. Yeah. Right? Ain't it cool. Yeah. Back in the day, about 10 years ago, I had to give it up though, because it got to a point where you could tell that they were just shilling for mm-hmm. the projects that they cared about mm-hmm. and they were friends with because the reviews got really apologist and really bad after a while. Like, I mean, it, it, he would go in and give a blazingly good review to like a pile, a steaming pile mm-hmm. because he had friends associated with it. And then you'd go read like something that was a, it should be a fair review and it would just be like completely tank on it, you know? And so um, yeah, I try not to give critics too much weight, but yeah, I'm with Chris. The overall consensus is kind of a good indicator. Um, like I'm looking at right now, some of the other stuff like popular TV as well. Um, I guess maybe it's all over the place sometimes here though, because daredevil season two is showing 76%. Um, <laughs> the 100 season three is showing a hundred percent walking dead season six is showing 89%. 
Uh, I mean, so the critics are pretty good on some of the TV that's kind of in the same vein. I mentioned the hundred because it was really surprising that it was hundred percent. I don't even know what that show's about. <laughs> it's about it's like coincidental, ironic that it's hundred percent, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it it could have one reviewer. You know, I don't know. Right. Uh, Viking season four is showing a hundred percent as well. So, um, you know, there's definitely some genre stuff that's getting some love from the critics, and uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how it all pans out. For me, the way it works is that if I'm going to see it, you know, I've already set my mind up that I'm going to see this. And I think even if I'd seen uh, audience reviews that were low, lower than 50%, I'd still want to go see this. The same thing happened with with uh, Fantastic Four. Well, no, I guess it didn't happen with Fantastic Four. Okay. It could have, though, right? Whereas, like, yeah, I'm not going to see that. I may see it when it's on streaming. I may rent the, the red box for a buck. Um but if I were to look on Rotten Tomatoes and see audience scores of 80%, I probably still wouldn't have seen it just because of everything I'd heard about it. And I'd kind of already set my mind that, no, I'm waiting on this one. Mm-hmm. Right. So Yeah. Oh, wow. So looking at Daredevil season two, even though it's it's not a movie, I mean, it's not always fair to compare a show to a movie. Um, Daredevil season two, 76% on the critics, 95% on audience score. Um that's pretty good you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i don't i we haven't really talked about our feedback on it too much we're obviously not going to get into it because uh mcu cast is all over that business yeah but basically i loved this season and i thought it was actually better than the first personally so i'm with you (laughs) right so i mean just kind of blazing over that so it's like it's not like these critics are completely unfair here 76 percent is I figure that's a pretty good spread where all the, the artsy fartsy guys are like, Oh, this is beneath me. And you're going to get those reviews in the mix anyways. Um, but yeah, so this will be real interesting to see how this plays out. I can't wait to see the movie now, actually good or bad. Cause if it's, if it's bad enough to be like <laughs> cheer worthy, you know, at the badness, I'm excited for that too. Right. <laughs> so. I don't, I don't think it'll hit that point. I mean, I saw Batman and Robin in theaters and whew, let me tell you, I was youngish at the time, but I still knew how bad that was. And <laughs> it was actually fun. It was so bad. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nipple <laughs> suits. They messed up Bane, and that just, that just, that just killed me. Mm-hmm. It just, you know. No. So, hey, you know what? We'd like to hear from you, especially if you go hear, or go see, rather, Batman versus Superman this weekend or this week before we record the next episode. We'd love to get your thoughts on this. Email us at btp at giantsizeteamup.com. Get your voice in, get your voice heard. We want to know what the community thinks. We're all going to go see it this week, I imagine, the week in between recording. I think we have a special episode set up. Is it next week? When did we set that up, Brian? Remember? I think it is next week. Yeah, you guys are getting together. I'm not going to be available for that one, but I think next Wednesday you guys are going to do a uh, Batman versus Superman post-mortem. Yes, and, um, but it's not going to be spoilers. It's really going to no. be comparing it to other films in the DC universe and other films in the Marvel universe, and how mm. the how it's going as a whole from much more of a of an analytical uh, perspective, which I think is really cool. So, so yeah. you're going to get a lot of different perspectives between uh, between us and DC on screen. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a good weekend if you're a if you're a DC fan. You're going to hear a lot of great stuff this weekend that you like. I already picked up some boots and a shovel, so I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The next headline is Gary Shandling passed away today. Who brought that one in? Uh, I did. Um, So uh, Gary Shandling uh, passed away just today. This is hot off the presses. Age 66. 
Um, of course, uh, if you're older, you remember him from the Larry Sanders show and uh, and the It's Gary Shandling show. The guy was always like big with kind of the breaking the fourth wall and kind of smirking at Hollywood. The Larry Sanders show was kind of all about this this uh, Tonight Show kind of um, uh, the thing with uh, uh, kind of a behind the scenes. And it was it, it's hilarious TV. It's all streaming, I think, on Netflix. So it's worth checking out. But why it's in here, why it's in Breaking the Panel is because the last ever role that Gary Chandler played was Senator Stern in Iron Man 2 and Winter Soldier. And he's the guy who's up there uh, arguing with Tony Stark in Iron Man 2 uh, uh, and siding with um, Sam Rockwell. And uh, of course, in Winter Soldier, we find out that he's with Hydra. So, uh, so take that for what you <laughs> didn't want to do. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can talk about what I think it's yeah. safe. Uh, we can talk about Hail Hydra. I mean, so, uh, I mean, not. It's not like not like Age of Ultron's aired on NBC, you know, for right. a weekend movie yet. But right. it's 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 been it's out long enough. enough. But it's because yeah. um, it seems like with. Uh, with all of the political stuff going on that we've seen so far hinted at with civil war. Um, he's not listed as a cast member of that, but it's kind of surprising just, just based on what we know about, about civil war, that it's all going to be focused more on uh, Thunderbolt general Thunderbolt Ross uh, as kind of the leading figure that's, that's pushing for the uh, registration act. That's what it looks like for sure. Yep. So, so Gary Shandling passed away yep. short, short story there, but, Still good. Giving some room, giving some room to the next topic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Klotz, why don't you take that one? All right. So uh, news is coming out today. Well, it's been coming out. I've heard a little bit of rumblings about this. Uh, But the last couple of days, a number of major firms, particularly in entertainment and uh, other similar industries, are stepping up to the plate and speaking their feelings on the topic of Georgia's proposed religious liberty bill. Uh, now, this is relevant because this is a, a bill that is supposedly meant to protect the religious freedoms and liberty of religious organizations and businesses based on them. Uh, to, because, you know, gay people really want them to handle their wedding. Right. Uh, to legally discriminate against gays. Um, uh, basically against the entire LGBT community. Um, this is super controversial. Um, the, but what's really the, the I don't want to get into the politics. I don't think any, that's not what this show does. Um, what I wanted to really talk about is the fact that Disney and Marvel, uh, as well as like, I know time Warner who owns HBO and a number of other, um, like CNN and stuff like that have all stepped forward and expressed distaste and interest in possibly moving business away from the state should something like this pass. Now, this went through both houses of the state representation. So this is going to hit the governor's desk, and it's really up to the governor whether he exercises his veto or not, uh, whether this gets signed into law in the relative near future here. Um, This is a big deal for Georgia, and it's a big deal for fans of comic book based properties, science fiction, things like that. Uh, If you didn't know, Marvel has filmed Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Captain America Civil War in Georgia. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 also. Right, Guardians of the Galaxy, and and other stuff too. It's, you know, Georgia gets a lot of film business because of their tax breaks and incentives for movie studios um, and television productions. 
Uh, As Charles has mentioned on the show in the past, he's gotten to work on some stuff for some, you know, like other Mm -hmm. interests and stuff like that. Um, You know, Ellie Collins, our good friend who has been on FTH in the past, she does a lot of, you know, extra and other, you know, secondary character work on productions in the state. It's a big deal. Um, They're talking about Disney is talking about pulling business from Georgia, like no longer Mm -hmm. conducting business in Georgia. Um, this is a huge deal for these productions. Uh, another prominent show, Walking Dead, is yeah, filmed in no, Georgia yeah. as well, and it's a big part of is, Georgia's, you know, economy now because not is only they, is the production there, but there's a bunch of tourism based on it too. Uh, Go ahead. The studio that does Walking Dead are they one of the ones that's threatening to? Yes. To, to yes. Pull out? Wow. And AMC is also expressed. Basically, all of Hollywood is yeah. threatening to pull out of Georgia. Uh, but everybody knows in Georgia, you don't pull out. That's why I have a bunch of rednecks running around oh, voting and stuff. I'm just saying. Dude, you, you, you just don't understand how it is to live here. I mean, for most time, for most part. national pastime. <laughs> for the most part, I can get by by going you know, to Atlanta where it's it's very open-minded and people get along and they treat people you know, well. Uh, most of the projects I work on, there's no issue of racism. There's no issue of sexism. There's, there's no issue of any kind of discrimination. We just work on things and do well together. And then to turn around and go, Atlanta, Atlanta is the a big population of the state, but you really have a whole bunch of people outside of that. And once you get outside of the city limits, it, it changes. And the further mm-hmm. south in the state you go, it really changes. And it's just, I used to live in, in the South Georgia, too. It's, it's hard to remember. It's like, I was a kid. That was 20 years ago. How's things not changed in 20 years? And that's, that's it. But, but here's the great thing about it. Is there's two facts that, that remain. One is Georgia State makes a ton of money from all oh, the stuff yeah. being filmed here. And, they, of course, they're proud of it. And they've actually fought uh, Louisiana, tried to do something to move a lot of studios to it. And George went, oh, no, we're going to give you more benefits. And they, they knocked off more taxes on wow. the studios or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they made it more uh, appealing. appealing, yes, mm-hmm. to, to where Hollywood is like, screw you guys, man. You took our movies. We're taking your animation because animation's huge in Georgia, too. We've got Cartoon Network. We've got William Street, which is the, the mm-hmm. driving Adult force Swim. behind Adult Swim yep. and another, another bunch of other studios. Well, they're starting to go out to Vancouver, actually, is where all the animation is starting to go, Vancouver, Canada. So Georgia, that fact is that Georgia fights to keep Hollywood here. The other fact mm-hmm. is marriage, the gay marriage has been in effect. The law has been in effect for a while now. I can't remember exactly when that happened, but it seemed to be fall-ish of last year that happened. And I dare say, even though ignorant, idiot senators or congressmen, whoever proposed the bill that is now going to the governor's desk, they whoever's pushing this crap and you know it's not just a religious freedom they tack on a whole bunch of other crap to it too mm-hmm. i don't think they're really representing the state when they do this and i think the government governor is going to veto it because in the let's say it's been six months i'm not going to google it but let's say it's been six months since the supreme court says it is legal in all states for gays to be married there has not been a run on churches or other religious establishments for them to serve the gays there have been absolutely okay this is news from the news there's been zero lawsuits filed saying hey they discriminated against me because they didn't want to make my cake for my wedding 
Typically, Did you just say discriminated? <laughs> discriminated. <laughs> it's a it's a scandal. It's like Watergate discriminate. Discriminated. <laughs> Man, it's 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 they don't no. want it. The, the, I, yeah. I work with a lot of gay people. They if they walk into a place and they see a cross or a fish on the wall, or for anybody for a second looks them up and down, they go somewhere else and take mm-hmm. their money that they tend to in Atlanta have a lot of. And to spend it somewhere that's else. Right. Yeah. Well, see, you know? no, that's really the thing here is like, you know, we're talking about individuals. I mean, there was a lot of drama last year with uh, Indiana and Gen Con, for example, because they were dealing with the discrimination issue, especially towards the LGBT community. And Gen Con jumped up. And Gen Con, if for those who aren't in the know, that is the biggest tabletop and otherwise gaming convention in the country. Like if you play card games, you know, miniatures, anything on a tabletop, that is Mecca. You know, that is the place to go. It's a big deal. You know, for the little more than half a week that that show is on, it is a huge boon to Indianapolis's business. You know, the tour, tons of tourism dollars, tons of patrons just coming into all the local businesses and everything. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. That's just one thing. Here we're talking about multiple movie productions. We're talking about companies that are based there, maybe considering moving on if something like this passes. And then you talk about the personal level stuff. You know, people, people who feel strongly about the issue, people who may be gay or otherwise, um, not spending money in Georgia. Like I have family in Georgia. Um, Dragon Con's in Georgia. You know, that's yeah. another good example. Dragon Con bring that up. You know, even if Dragon Con doesn't pull out that the the big people who come there like pretty much all the dc shows run dragon con those are the mm-hmm. biggest panels flash arrow yeah uh probably legends of tomorrow because it wasn't up last year but i'm sure i mean these shows rule that conference you think they're gonna be coming no. now keep right. in mind too time warner is one of the companies that is behind this and time warner owns warner brothers who is dc Mm-hmm. so you don't want like they've already exp- they're talking about pulling you know support in the in the state and and business and they also own cnn which is also based in georgia so we're talking about some serious like economic impact issue here if this doesn't get vetoed um there's a lot of potential you know what i mean wow. there's a lot of other places various companies and people can go to spend their money and uh i have a funny feeling the peach is about to get pitted you know, <laughs> well, and I'm glad I'm glad Charles brought up Vancouver specifically because that's <clears throat> in the last few years we've seen a, a, a large exodus uh, of production companies moving and doing production in Canada. So I mean, mm-hmm. you're not only talking about loss of income to to Georgia, but you're talking about a shrinking of GDP as we see the money US, yeah. exit the United States proper. Yeah, yeah. sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, Toronto Toronto's always been big, but Vancouver has picked up in a big way, uh, and they. They do these productions there because they dodge a lot of BS, quite frankly. You know, they get a lot of kickbacks and they dodge a lot of, you know, bureaucracy and stuff like that that gets in the way. So, um, yeah, this is don't make it any more enticing to, you know, outsource yet another industry. <laughs> OK, yeah. 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 so here, the last thing I personally want to say, don't you guys, of course, can talk about whatever you want with it. But the last thing I personally want to say, being living in Georgia is. Hey, assholes, you don't understand that this money that comes in 
lets all this stuff go on in the state and gives you the financial freedom to be a bigoted asshole and to <laughs> discriminate. So you passing a bill that will make us lose all this money puts us. I honestly, I don't know where we are in the economics of the U.S. and the fifty states, but with the movie industry, I can't imagine we're at least halfway up, if not better. It's going to put us down to where we're going back to nineteen eighties Georgia, where nobody wants to come here and work, or business isn't coming in. And if you mm-hmm. think you don't have a job now, wait till all the money that funds. The hotel business, the gas business, the food business, all these industries that all this tax money goes to the state and they can turn around and pay for roads, pay for schools, pay for your welfare, pay for whatever it is that helps you out or just has subsidies for farmers. Georgia is a big farming state and subsidies are a big deal. Mm-hmm. And when this money goes away, all that goes away too. And then what? Then what? Then what? Yeah, I mean, this this isn't a simple issue clearly i mean it's not as simple as trying to fight for some people's strong beliefs and religious freedoms it's i mean because right my stance on it is you right now you're free to discriminate you just can't if you're a business technically you can't discriminate and throw people out because they are something that you don't like well you I mean, can you, you can refuse service as a private business you can basically refuse service to anybody Yep. Right, because you're a mm-hmm. private business. Right. Well, this uh, is and this even is the church allow, is the same way. This is going to allow what this bill is proposing is allowing religious based businesses. And no, I, I know. To, I know. But how is that different? Well, now, that if I go a, to McDonald's well, with no shoes on, they can throw me out. Well, yeah. Well, that's or they can just filthy. say, if I if I say, "Hey, asshole, <laughs> give me a hamburger." Yeah, I heard that. But hey, <laughs> asshole, give me a hamburger. They go, "Hey, we don't like that kind of language. I don't. I don't care." They can say, nope, we're not going to serve you. Well, and they'll be able to, allow, to fire employees as well. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the other yeah. thing. But Georgia, see, here's something else that you have to understand. Georgia is a right-to-work state, meaning they can fire you for any reason, any time, and you can quit for any reason, any time, without having to give notice, without having to give explanation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can prove they fired you simply because you're gay, that becomes an issue, or black, or whatever. But it's called precedent. If they can come up with any kind of precedent saying, hey, we don't allow people with earrings or piercings to work here, they can oh, fire yeah. you for having a piercing. If they, mm-hmm. they can just say, hey, we don't, know, we don't need you anymore, and they can fire you. And as long as they didn't do paperwork or you, didn't, you don't have any way to show that they discriminated against you, you're done. You can't work there, and nobody's going to take your case. So that's how mm-hmm. Georgia works. We don't need this stupid law. It's stupid. <laughs> I would be on the other side of this if, if it was in the news every day that, that gay people are suing churches, that they're trying to force their way into the... Sure, I would stand up for the freedom of religion. I'd be on the other side of this fence going, hey, 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 I fully believe in your right to get married, but come on, leave these bigoted churches alone. They have the right to worship the way they want to, and they don't have to give you weddings. They don't. That's the right freedom of religion, or for religion, whatever, and that's your human right to be married. You can still go to a church. There's plenty of churches in Georgia, surprisingly enough, that will marry you. There's plenty mm-hmm. of courthouses that will marry you. There's plenty of places to go. Any church can discriminate for any reason and say, no, we're not going to marry you. You sleep together before you get married? Lots of churches in the South will say, no, thank you. It's just the way it goes. You don't need this. There's no lawsuits. You scared redneck MFers. (laughs) What you're saying is Georgia's kind of like a time capsule for a bygone era. Apparently the people who vote are. Yeah. And actually, this isn't even a voting matter, other than voting for the, the... the people behind the bill. This is a 
law so we don't get to vote on it uh, at least yet i mean if the governor vetoes it maybe they'll push it for a vote but this is all internal politics we don't get to touch it yeah, yeah. so quick stat check oh, sorry brian quick stat check georgia is the number 10 economy in the united states number 10 wow that's a big deal that is a yeah, huge is. deal you want to you want to drop a couple uh, base points how about let's talk double digit base points if you lose the film industry yeah you know what i mean i mean you're not going to be in top 20 anymore if you lose somebody like disney you know and what? Can you... We're going to take our network and incorporate another damn state. Suck it, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, something I probably should have done before the show is contacted a buddy of mine who is who works in film. Uh, he's a location scout for uh, filming in Georgia. I can't use his name, but I've been texting with him to say, hey, I'm doing a show on this right now. Can I get your opinion? You know, I won't use your name, so it's quote unquote <laughs> off the record. But um Basically, he's he's saying that the studios are about one thing, money, and the business there in Georgia is still getting just bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. There are alarmists that are trying to promote this agenda, but new studios being built and new projects looking for people every day. Mm -hmm. So no one that works in the business is actually worried. Mm -hmm. um, even if we lose a couple of shows because of it, they'll struggle to find a better and more cost-effective home. Ultimately, we don't expect it to get by the government unless something happened while I was, oh, I can't say what, what show he's currently working on. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so basically it's, you know, the, the, the media is blowing this, well, mm -hmm. the media and some alarmists are kind of blowing yeah. this further out of proportion, which is surprising because this seems like, you know, it's, it's a reaction that the studios are having. They're not blowing it out of proportion, but it seems like well, the media is. They are drawing a line in the sand though. I yeah, mean, a right. ton of companies have stepped forward and expressed distaste. And, you know, it, some of them have gone so far as to urge the governor to exercise his veto. So, I mean, they're making a, I don't want to, I'm not going to say that they're making a fuss or being alarmist, mm -hmm. the companies themselves, but they are making it known that this is not something that they want to see happen. They're not going right. to take it lightly either. Now, we right. do have Tyler Perry, who built a huge studio. You know, mm -hmm. He's from Atlanta. He made his bones in Atlanta. Big black man who made his money cross-dressing. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he can make it here, everybody can do okay. We just right. opened up where Guardians is and where Ant-Man was. Uh, Pinewood Studios is a huge, I think, 200-acre lot. I can't remember. It's a huge studio. Big deal. Yeah, they might find some stuff, but you got to – Marvel versus <sighs> Pilot that hasn't been picked up yet. Okay? Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference there. What, what oh, did we yeah. say on the show a while back? Nobody says no to Disney. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I mean, you that's because you're at this point, you're talking about Disney. You're talking about Marvel. You're talking about, I mentioned Time Warner. You know, that's a big company that's behind. I mean, the competition, they're behind D, uh, all the DC properties. So I'm not sure where I believe Flash and Arrow film in Vancouver, don't they? Yes. yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, so it might not be as much of an issue for them, but that's definitely going to encourage Warner Brothers and and other companies like it to look to Vancouver first for other productions. I mean, Walking Dead. Could you imagine if Walking Dead pulled out of Georgia and went to Louisiana instead? Oh, jeez, that would be crazy because yeah. it, there's already tourism built around Walking mm -hmm. Dead. Mm -hmm. You know, I, there's there's a huge huge show in Covington, Georgia, that films there, which is the home of Dukes of Hazard. If that tells you anything. Uh, they have a huge how will them duke boys get out of this one uh, but they they have that vampire diaries has been there oh, from yeah. day one 
in fact, they, they, the mayor of that town even bought the, the, it was a lawyer's office that they turned into the Mystic Grill whenever they're shooting. They bought that lawyer's office, and it is now permanently the Mystic Grill that sits there. That's where they shoot. When they're not shooting, you can come in and eat there. It's exactly the way it is in the show because that's what they bought it for, to make it that tourist attraction. I don't know what would happen if, if this bill goes through, if they'll be part of that boycott. But can you imagine if that TV show were to pull out of that? It's a little town. No more tours. No more Mystic Grill, no more That's any of that thing. stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about industry that that grows up out of the dirt around productions like this. You know, I mean, especially when they firmly root themselves as, you know, recently Georgia has as being, you know, I mean, I'm amazed when I watch stuff on TV, like on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and I see the peach pop up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, that's filmed in Georgia too? Mm-hmm. I, like, I, it gets to the point where I'm like, maybe I should like, invest in georgia you know like maybe i should move right. to georgia oh, sure you'll be follow. fine you're straight you're okay <laughs> you got um, no worries man but uh yeah i mean it's like it's crazy like uh in gaming uh one of the games i've talked about before smite is produced by high res they're based out of atlanta you know what i mean it's like this is not an insignificant state at this point it's not an insignificant issue and the entertainment industry, probably more than most others, is probably particularly sensitive to this issue because there are so many LGBT people involved. You know what I mean? It's It's been a haven for them for a long time where they could go and be treated fairly and, you know what I mean? Like, just, mm-hmm. just you know, go and be themselves. And it's an industry that has embraced them. And uh, quite frankly, a lot of the things we love are the byproduct of people of that community. So, you know, you've got to kind of take that in mind when you talk about doing something drastic like this, that even if it doesn't actually change anything in day-to-day life for most people, it's a brutal social statement. You know what I mean? To the, to that community. So I really think that's the push behind the bill altogether is it doesn't probably doesn't legally change things very much, but it sends a strong statement. And that's the, the, quite frankly, the really crappy part, you know? So yeah, and and it's the way people react when laws are passed that that gets me so riled up. And in the bottom line is with this law you have without any paperwork in the constitution you have a freedom of religion. Nobody is trying to get a church that doesn't want them to be married to marry them. Nobody's trying to force the issue. Yet the lawmakers in the vein of religion, so I won't even say it's Christians doing. It, I'm just going to say it's lawmakers in the vein of religion are trying to publicly and outwardly say, screw the, the Supreme Court, we disagree, so we're going to throw a temper tantrum, and religious freedom is supposed to be, religion is supposed to be tied to your God, okay, right? And in, in Georgia, it's, it's predominantly Christian, or Protestant state, right? So Jesus is love, and yet you're trying to tell people you hate them. How None of this ties in, this is why I get so mad, is that you're just doing something just for spite that's not mm-hmm. necessarily because i just laid out how you already have all the same freedoms that supposedly this law will do then the other thing that worries me about the law is what we don't know that's in it everybody's yelling right. about the freedom of religion means gay people can't be married or get their cakes or be served or whatever you can tell people to get out but you can do anyway you just do i don't like how you look get out you can do that it's legal what else is in this bill that we don't know about 
a little little mm-hmm. political a little you know whatever <laughs> but it is relevant to i mean if marvel and disney leaves i mean that's that's that that's is huge bad for stuff. you guys yeah yeah, yeah. And potentially huge for the u.s if they go if they go up to vancouver oh, yeah. or go to canada Absolutely. <laughs> yeah uh, so tell me we have a fun, fun, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> to close up? Weigh, in, weigh in here, weigh in, you can write us, BTP oh, yeah. at com. weigh in here with your thoughts and, and what you'd like to do, and tell us what you, what you think, I mean, if you it, rant against me, that's fine, just use your voice, I was talking to the guys before we got started, your voice is your power, your dollar is your power, and if you don't like a place that, that you feel goes against your religion, don't spend your money there. And speak to your people about and your people being friends or whatever. Speak to your own podcast audience, whatever, about how you feel about it. That is your right. I will fight for that till I die. But I'll also fight for against laws that take that right away from others just because you don't course. like it. So yeah, and if vote, vote with your dollars. Yeah. And uh and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash <laughs> That was smooth. Yeah. That was real smooth. <laughs> you know, we do. We have a patreon.com forward slash breaking the panel. There if, we you, go. if you like what we do and you, you want to help us out and you want you you want us to challenge Disney in Georgia, we'll do it, man. Just back us up on Patreon. Make us the biggest damn comic book network in the world. We'll handle that. We'll take it. So uh tell me something fun. All <laughs> right. Here's here's something fun. Uh there were some uh rumors of a new Marvel TV show floating around uh the mm, last last that. couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh about a show called Captain Britain based on the you know the the mutant uh, Brian Braddock leader of the Excalibur group and kind of the I don't know the equivalent of Captain America in the UK um brother Boy. to Psylocke what's that No continue Oh okay I heard um, him say wait too I did too. I said oi. Oi. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oi. It is, it is more than a rumor. There's, um, you know, there've been some uh, basically work to do a pitch to Marvel, like uh, basically working on a pilot, a pitch uh, pilot that would be a specific Captain Britain TV series. They're working on a highlight reel for it right now. So it's a producer and co-producer, Chris Lark and uh, Eleni Larchanidou. Uh, who are in the very early stages of creating a highlight reel for a Captain Britain TV series, which they hope to present to Marvel Television in 2017. Um, a lot of tweets going back and forth about it, and um, you know they're discussing budgets and things like that. So it's more than just a a light rumor right now. But what's interesting is that this is a pitch to Marvel as opposed to Fox. Now, um, Excalibur is is a mutant series, you know, it's sprung right. from the pages of, of X-Men captain Britain appeared long before, um, Excalibur. And he was, I, I can't remember what, what comic he first appeared in might've even been Avengers. And I don't even think initially, uh, it was talked about him being a mutant. Um, well, I hear the search is going. Yeah. Well that's it. so some, hopefully somebody it. can, some, I was gonna dig this up with captain Britain. I was going to say, they better leave the M word out of it. If they're going to pitch it to Marvel. Right. Exactly. Um, obviously, we know that his sister uh, Betsy Braddock is is a mutant because she's Psylocke in the X Men, and she's going to be making an appearance, her first uh, screen appearance uh, this this year in um, X Men Apocalypse. But if they don't mention that, <laughs> if they don't mention her brother in the Fox movie and any sort of mention of Captain Captain Britain, then I guess that does leave the door open as long as he's not 
listed as a mutant, or as long as he's not brought up to be a mutant, that Marvel Studios could potentially own the rights to him. Captain Britain's first appearance was a self-titled number one in October 76. Okay, so wow. So so very early on, and I'm sure that was like a UK a UK initial release. Like it wasn't Marvel, wasn't released um, in the US, or was probably was released later in the US, but I think this was like a way that Marvel was writing uh, specifically to the UK to create heroes um, that would kind of sell on the market in the UK. And his so, origin, his origin was after a motorcycle accident. Merlin and his daughter Roma gave him the amulet of right, and he became the superpowered Captain Britain, half otherworlder, half human. So, okay, so not mutant, not technically not, not mutant. Technically. Yeah, uh, alien, I guess. Well, otherworlder. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that that um, that dimension, that magical dimension where all of the Captain, all of the britain core or whatever they oh call it. yeah right 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 yes which kind of looks more like the green lantern core than anything the, the i guess probably britain more like core, would that be britain not magical <laughs> it's just another country dude <laughs> they're magical they've got Kira knightley they're magical oh wow well, okay it's yes, very magical yeah. um yeah but uh so what uh how would you feel about a captain britain TV series. I mean, this would this would potentially go a very different direction than Agents of Shield or um, any of the other uh, comic book offerings. But you know, it could end up being more like some of the Fox, uh, or I'm sorry, some of the CW uh, DC offerings, like Flash and Arrow, things like that. I think it. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be great. I mean, who is anybody here going to complain about more comics on TV? Whether it's no, not this guy. Not yeah. This guy. No, uh, I'll from the game. Boo on the, on the stuff. No more. <laughs> Too much. Uh, from from Marvel Avengers Alliance, if he doesn't do that nice little kick flip that he does where he spins <laughs> sideways and flies into right. him, I'll be disappointed. But I would still right. love the show. <laughs> but it does, you know, it definitely does limit who they could potentially bring in as as guest stars and side characters in this thing. Um, but it'd be cool. Let's, let's, uh, Anybody have any, any, um, let's say they were filming this tomorrow and they're doing the start in the casting process. Any British actors that you think you'd like to say, it just doesn't have to be British. We get a lot of yeah. British actors who play American superheroes. So exactly. And that's we what I'm send, saying. We're going to take yeah. something from them. Let's take some of their <laughs> jobs. <laughs> uh, any, any, uh, actors you'd pitch to be, uh, Captain Britain? Jude Law. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> that would be fun. Though. Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a very old captain Britain. <laughs> we could, <laughs> i'm gonna punch you now we could, <laughs> jason statham <laughs> jason statham's a little bit old but he would be a good candidate he'd be fun he would yeah. be fun he's not in any of the comic universes yet nope. he couldn't well, no, do it for long yeah. though that's the only problem yeah right yeah I for some reason i thought that. statham had done something yes he really hasn't has he in the comic universe. I can't think of anything now. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm looking to see if, because uh, when they tweeted it, I'm looking to see if there are any replies from people saying, oh, you know who you got to cast is so-and-so. Um, but no, so it'd be like early 2017 is when they're looking uh, looking at doing this pitch. So we got some time. It would be, you know, well after the... Uh, uh, the other uh, British, I guess he's not British. Well, 
Benedict Cumberbatch is, but Doctor Strange isn't. <laughs> Another Brit coming to steal our jobs. He's playing yeah, for such a small island. They sure steal a lot of our jobs. A lot of our jobs. But he's playing a British hero. Yeah. Well, what about all the British heroes that aren't, or all the British actors that aren't playing those British heroes? Right. Yeah. What about too. Heimdall, man? What about uh, okay, Thor? Come on, you don't say Not no to Idris. Not only was he British, but he was black and British, yeah. stealing a white Norseman's job. Paul Klotz. <laughs> Would you look Idris Elba in the eye and tell that sexy, sexy, dark chocolate piece of man no? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. I'd be like, bravo, please, some more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a guy, there's a, never mind, I just lost it. It was, it was I, too long to describe. It's whatever, but. That's what she said. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. It's um, <laughs> not to you. What's there, is there an American, shut up. Is there an American actor that you'd put up for Captain Britain? Um, is, uh, is Tom Hardy American? I don't he know. He's so good, good he's at what good. he does that I don't know <laughs> what nationality. Tom he's. Hardy is British. He is British. Okay. Well, then there you go. He doesn't even have to fake the accent. Yeah. Um, I know who I'd say no to, and that'd be freaking uh, Harry Potter guy. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, no. <laughs> They've tried to put Rupert him in Grint. a lot of stuff. Rupert no. Grint should perfect, be Captain Britain. Perfect Captain Britain, right. Or, or uh, um, oh, God, why can't I remember his name? The big guy that's their buddy that uh, works with uh, Emma Watson should do it. They should gender fund it. And, okay, come on. If you saw Emma Watson is Captain Britain, would you her. not tune in? Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, Captain but, you know, Captain Marvel in current uh, Marvel continuity is a woman. You know, it's been for a while. Carol Danvers. So yeah. no problem awesome at all with them. If they did both of them. Oh. And, then, and then they had like a buddy flick where they're like galactically <laughs> kicking ass. <laughs> She's no. from America. He's from across the pond. Or I guess it would be, <laughs> and she's from across the pond. Put them together. Uh, so without, you know, I know it's the Emma, Emma name, but I actually thought of the artwork from Emma A as soon as you said Emma Watson. Emma Frost. She would kill Emma Frost. Oh, having, having Emma Watson act. as Emma Frost? Yeah, having what? Emma Watson play Emma Frost. Uh, oh, yes. I was going to say, that's rather aggressive. <laughs> so have her be emma frost mm, maybe i don't yeah, know you don't think so no you kind of need the platinum bond or blonde not bond uh with a certain physique for i don't you know, know. i don't know yeah, i just didn't really have a problem with um january jones as no, emma frost good. yeah sure. All right, so we got to wrap out. We got to get out of here. So, guys, <laughs> is there anything special that you guys are reading, watching, playing right now? I am going to jump in and say I just shared it to uh, Agents Only Lounge and on my Facebook, if you're friends with me on Facebook. I have a friend of mine, local friend, Mike Peckham, is doing his own self-published comic book called Ouroboros. Uh, it's up on Kickstarter. You can find it on Kickstarter. Just search for Ouroboros. Um, he does all the art himself. He did the story himself. He's self-publishing. His Kickstarter is only asking for 500 bucks, and he's already almost there. The pricing's good. The art is good. Go check it out. If, if you like it, please throw some dollars his way. He could definitely use the help. Um, you won't be disappointed. What he's promising and what he's looking to put out is really, really exceptional for someone who's not working for a major uh, publisher. So uh, 
that's my big thing that I want to plug this week. So give it a shot. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I've been uh, binging uh, Daredevil and enjoying it tremendously. I'm not uh, as far through it as some of my co-hosts here are, but um, still enjoying it. I think about five episodes out of what thirteen, right? You and I are about the same pace. Then. Okay, cool. And uh, but loving it, just absolutely loving it. It's such a great episode show. Three. Can you can you beat? Have you have we seen better character work out of all the Marvel properties? Oh yeah, no kidding. Just the the discussion that happens there. The, the yes, exactly. I won't say more than that. But oh, although so you know when when Matt Murdock falls into the lava and then gets rescued by Foggy, <laughs> it's just weird. It was just weird. I don't like that term. Right. Yeah. When we find out that Matt Murdock has been has been dead the whole time, and, uh, <laughs> and Foggy just sees dead people. Yeah. I just love that scene. When he says that, yeah. Foggy was always a scroll in the comics, so that's how. I mean, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, uh, you got yours, Scott. Chris, you have anything you want to throw out? Yeah, Deadpool's the same, and he set me back. So now I'm trying to catch up on this week's uh, broadcast shows like Flash and uh, Arrow. Because they just came back from their their break. So. Yep, uh, that I'm doing the same. I'm just just playing catch up and and watching Daredevil as well. And I have to watch it without the family because mm-hmm. if I have to, if if I end up getting my wife interested, then I have to wait on her schedule. I don't want right. to do that. Right. And uh, the kids would just interrupt it and like shut up and watching Daredevil. Uh, so just working on that and. Playing, uh, playing MA too. So as an Australian, so mm-hmm. that's fun. But that should come out worldwide soon enough, and then we'll we'll pivot out. Yeah, big update to it this week that we'll talk about on uh, from the Helicarrier mm-hmm. next week too. So it'll be fun. A nice little uh, heartbreaking episode too this week of uh, Agents of Shield. I won't say anything for people who haven't seen it, but seen uh, it. and I won't say anything. But I'd say it's a really really good episode. You said too much. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good day, sir. <laughs> good day. All right. Uh, till then, we are out until next week. Join us for our Batman versus Superman pendium. Really, it will give a like you said. Post more, we'll talk about our thoughts on it without spoiling it, and tell you about the thoughts of why you should see it, and where or not see it. Maybe I hope not, but where it will go. So we'll be back next week with more breaking the panel. Subscribe over to iTunes. Get on GiantSizeTeamUp.com forward slash breaking the panel. Never miss an episode. Talk to you next week. Bye. Breaking the Panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel, and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizeteamup.com. Giant Size Team Up.